Hello and welcome to Historical Hysteria, I am Nicholas Ward and today I have to start off with a correction. Last week I told you about the Icelandic Penis Museum and their handcast set of the 15 penises of the Icelandic men's handball team. Unfortunately, I got one detail wrong. And somehow, it's even weirder than a museum full of penises. Because the penis models of Iceland's national handball team are not cast moulds, but rather based on the museum owner's daughter's experiences. When asked, she said, I didn't have any models, I just made them from experience. However, her father, the owner of the museum, told the British Independent that their wives would recognise them when asked about the models. I genuinely don't know what the weirder part of this story is. I think the team's goalie, and I apologise for the pronunciation here, Reda Levi Gudmundsen, put it best when he said, quote, I think it's a little bit weird, to be honest. Anyway, correction done. I'm going to move on before my head explodes. Welcome to part four of Modern Medicine. We are going to skip the pleasantries and jump straight in. Imagine, if you will, you were to have a horrible wound. Blood pouring everywhere, gangrene setting in, you develop a high fever, your wound is reeking, oozing pus and blood. In desperation, you head to the local medicine man and you watch in horror as they pull out a huge jar of maggots and pour them directly on the wound, all while cackling maniacally as they do it. As you are imagining this horrible, barbaric, ancient ritual, you probably thank God for antibiotics and modern medicine. Only, this isn't a situation from Bible times. And as you may be guessing, maggots are not only still effective, but are widely used right now. Welcome to the 21st century and to the wonderful world of maggot therapy. Maggot therapy, or maggot debridement, is the introduction of sterilised maggots into necrotic wounds to clean out dead tissues. Maggots have been used since time immemorial to clean necrotic wounds, as maggots only eat dead and rotting flesh. So, pour a handful of maggots into a wound and they will clean out all that gangrenous flesh as quick as you can say, OH MY GOD GET THESE MAGGOTS AWAY FROM ME! Maggot therapy has been very common on battlefields and the first recorded instance of maggot therapy in the United States was during the Civil War when Confederate medical officer Dr. J. F. Zacharias noted, quote, I have frequently seen neglected wounds filled with maggots. These worms eat only the dead tissue and do not injure the well parts, end quote. And if you thought that was ancient history, a 2013 survey of US Army medics found 10% had either used or witnessed maggot therapy. But that's war. What about modern society? Well, currently, maggot debridement is described by the University of Sydney's medical department as, quote, MDT is an old remedy that has been revised and proven to be valuable in cleansing non-healing wounds, end quote. Excuse me for just one second. I'm so glad they talk about it enough to need a goddamn acronym for it. <laughs> Demand for maggots was so high coming into the 21st century that in 2004 the FDA needed to regulate the sale and use of maggots in medicine, approving the use and sale of green bottle fly maggots throughout the country for numerous medical conditions. That's right, the medical misstep 
when it comes to putting maggots in people's wounds was not using maggots, but moving away from them. Excuse me while I go and scratch all my skin off. Incidentally, if you never want to sleep again, Google maggot debridement. Dear God, don't do it. I, just, I cannot discourage you from Googling it enough. But alright, maggots are one thing, but it's not like you're walking into your local doctor's office and they're excitedly grabbing a jar of leeches, right? Right? Okay, you might have guessed this one. Unfortunately, this is where I introduce you to leech therapy. I've never had anything you doctors didn't try to cure with leeches. A leech on my ear for earache, a leech on my bottom for constipation. They're marvellous, aren't they? Leeches today are seen as the ultimate form of anachronism. It's the panacea of the Renaissance. It's like exercising blood demons. What could we possibly use leeches for today? Leeches never actually went away, and they have been in usage since ancient Sumeria and back in prehistory and right through into modern medicine. In 1831, in the Manchester Royal Infirmary alone, they used 50,000 leeches. Leech therapy, like maggot debridement, did fall out of favour through the 20th century. However, starting in the 1970s has made a resurgence. It is largely used following microsurgeries to help restore blood flow, which prevents tissue death. And today, there are clinics currently claiming leeches can be used to treat migraines, Alzheimer's, sinusitis, infertility, hepatitis, cystitis, renal failure, and glaucoma? On a side note, I want it to be known if anyone ever puts a leech near my eye for any goddamn reason, I swear to the podcasting gods I will burn your house to the ground. Now, what those clinics are doing is starting to sound a little bit like homeopathy, but regardless, there are very real benefits to leech therapy. Now, as with all fads, that's a pretty broad list. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to comment on it, but it does seem awfully like panacea territory to me. While today we obviously have needles, the incredible thing about leeches is their inherent anaesthetic, but also they have chemicals which prevent clotting, which is why you shouldn't rip them off. This makes them extremely useful post-surgery. Even with all our modern medical advances, leeches are still a vital part of a doctor's arsenal, and numerous studies are suggesting they may have even more uses in coming years. But it's not just maggots and leeches. Insects, from bees to beetles, are being used, trialled, or studied for numerous conditions around the world, even as we speak. And with that, we reach the end of our story, and our profile on modern medicine's seedy underbelly comes to an end. There are an incredible number of amazing stories from the history of medicine, and if one of your favourites wasn't included, I am genuinely sorry. But if you post it on the Twitter page, at Manic History, I may get to it eventually. I would love to have done deep dives on Lister and Nightingale, to have talked the invention of the electron microscope, or the incredible numbers of drugs discovered over the 20th century, or have taken you on the psychedelic journey of Bicycle Day and the celebration of Albert, Albert Hoffman's discovery of LSD. However, if I were to include everything in the history of modern medicine, this wouldn't be historical hysteria, this would be history of of modern medicine and I could release hour-long episodes every day for 10 years and still not cover all the weird and wonderful parts of medical history for the last two centuries. So I hope you enjoyed this crash course on the weirdest and grossest parts of history from the birth of vaccination to the rebirth of leeches. Our story has come full circle and I hope showed that even with all our medical advances, the human body is still a massive mystery, and that there is still so much to learn from the past. From the best way to cut a hole in your head to the best methods of sticking leeches to your arm, 
modernity can sometimes benefit from a little blast from the past. That is all we have time for. Before I go, let me leave you with this. The tiny nation of Liechtenstein fought their last war in 1866, when they sent 80 soldiers to the Italian border. There, their casualty rate was negative 1.2%. They left with 80 soldiers and returned with 81. They had made a friend while away. Thank you for listening, I hope you'll join me next time, and goodbye!